This is Dr. Jay Corsandi, and you're listening to The Best Night Ever, the show that's dedicated to helping you get your best night's sleep. Over the last 20 years of treating patients, I've worn many hats, including dentist, engineer, psychologist, artist, corporate executive, and more. I found that the key to success, health, and longevity lies in sleep, and that's why I created this show. I want to teach you how to make sleep your best friend. Join me on a journey to uncover cutting-edge science, life-changing tips from renowned experts, ancient and modern sleep secrets, game-changing routines, and lifestyle hacks that will educate, inspire, and ultimately help you get the best night ever. All right, all right. Welcome back to another episode, folks. Now, in this episode, I am interviewing a very interesting character. His name is PJ Black. You may have heard his name if you're a fan and follower of the WWE wrestling world. But even if you're not a fan of wrestling, you're still going to want to listen to the show because we are going to intersect all kinds of realities and worlds and topics. Like I said, PJ is a wrestler, but he's much more than that. I find him to be kind of like that character, the most interesting man in the world because He is a world traveler, he is an extreme sport junkie, he is a world famous wrestler, he is a herbalist, and he is very fascinated with things like energy medicine, sacred geometry, EMFs, meditations, biohacking, a lot of things that I love and that I'm exploring. He's already been there and I'm super excited to have him on the show and to dive deep into a lot of these topics that I haven't covered before. And I think you're going to find them quite fascinating. So you're going to hear a little bit about a story of how he came up in South Africa, how he lost his dad at a younger age, the schooling, the traveling, the working hard, the putting in the effort and finally making it into the career of his dreams and then having multiple injuries along the way outside of the ring, funny enough, where he had to overcome tremendous physical pain disability, emotional traumas, and how that's changed him to where he is at now. So like I mentioned, we are going to be talking about all kinds of things, including biohacking, health, wellness, sleep, morning routines, night routines, a lot of consciousness, awareness, mind, body, spirit conversations, which were just fascinating to me. I mean, I was so thrilled when he was over at my house, we were just hanging out and I was showing him all my toys and We got into these deep conversations and we captured some of it in this show. A lot of it was off mic, but I think you're still going to pick up some really cool concepts. Just a quick note, his dog was here with us. His dog's name is Tokyo. He's the cutest little thing and he was running around the house and jumping on the couch and scratching at the door. So you might hear that in the background every now and then. But other than that, I invite you to sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Just one last quick thing before we start the show. It is brought to you by me. And if you wanted to connect with me or support me, you can visit me on my Instagram account at sleepbiohacker or the website with the same name, sleepbiohacker.com. And one other quick way that you can help me out is with a review or a share on any of the podcast platforms that you use. And without further ado, let's get on with the show. All right, we are live. PJ, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Doc. Man, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. It's been a while. It's been a while. So let's jump into it. You've had a very interesting background, career, all kinds of ventures. I guess for people listening, let's start off a little bit with your story. It sounds like you're from a family of 
wrestlers. Yes, my, my father was a pro wrestler and a promoter. He ran a bunch of entertainment companies, actually. He was in the entertainment industry. You know, he, he managed a couple of local bands, a couple of circus acts. But we also put on kickboxing and MMA shows and wrestling shows. And as a teen, I had to get a job. So I started working for him and I just fell in love with pro wrestling because it's an art form. It's entertainment. It's like a, it's a soap opera. It's everything. And, and it's just every, all the things that I love. He actually calls it a stuntman's ballet, which I can relate to. Yeah, with more injuries. Yes. <laughs> so I've done a lot of stunts for movies and stuff like that. And you get thousands of takes. Basically, wrestling is you have one take to do all the stunts in front of a live audience. So that's what really does it for me. Yeah. So, and this was in South Africa. Is that where you started? This is where I started in South Africa. Yes. When I was 18, my father passed away, he got shot. And then I'm, I just packed a backpack. I just started backpacking through Europe, trying to find myself, soul search. After a few years, I was like, I should probably do something with my life. Went to college, got my degree, made my mom happy because she said, I'll never make money in wrestling. Lived in the UK for five years. They, they kicked me out. My visa ran out. <laughs> I had to move back to South Africa. And when I moved back, I was like, I always wanted to be a wrestler. I always wanted to be in the WWE ever since I was eight years old. That was the only dream as a kid I ever had. So I was like, let me work as hard as I possibly could to achieve this. I'll give myself three years. And three years to the day, I got this massive contract and Vince McMahon moved me to the US. And that was 10 years ago. Man, so what drew you to, to wrestling? I mean, what, what's... Everything, it's, it's just over-the-top characters, the theater. It's like a male soap opera. I love the colorful characters from the 80s and the 90s, you know, like the Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, Randy yeah. Savage, Macho Man. Yeah. Those are my guys. That's what I was going to mention. I don't have a lot of familiarity with contemporary wrestling, mm -hmm. but I do remember the old school guys, the Hulk Hogan, the Randy Macho Man Savage, Rowdy Rod Piper, all I think these. everyone does. The everyone Iron Sheik. Does. Yes. I think everyone does. Right now, the WWE just caters for younger kids. You know, it's, it's more like Nickelodeon than it is for adults. Right. <laughs> you know, because of sponsorship deals and, you know, the international. Yeah, but it was, it was a crazy lifestyle. My first year when I came to the United States, I did over 300 shows. It's a crazy lifestyle. People think it's very glamorous and stuff like that. And it can be at, at times, but it's, it's very tough. You know, I've wrestled in 48 states. I'm missing Vermont and Montana soon i'll get those and i've been to over 65 countries well, i've been to 70 i've wrestled in 65 yeah that's a proper travel career and, and amazing so after wwe you did some other organizations or venues i'm not familiar with these but you know, obviously i know lucha libre which is fun yes. i always enjoy watching that and then there's ring of honor as well too so is that what the current situation is for you right now yes yeah, so that's what actually brought me to la i was working on a netflix show called lucha underground which was a tv show about an underground fight club and the underground fighting just happened to be lucha libre super fun probably the best project i've ever worked on in my life i was flying out to la like two three four times a month sometimes so I shipped my Ducati from Miami to here so I could have it on set. So between, you know, on off days and off times, I would ride around the city and I just fell in love with LA, downtown LA. I told myself I'll move here for just the summer. That was four, almost five years ago now. I also told myself I'll try different areas like the Valley and Venice and everything. The West Side, I've been in downtown for four years. I yeah. just absolutely love it. You don't have to sell me because I actually had my practice in downtown for 10 years. And I lived downtown as well, too. And it was great. Obviously, I made It's a lot changes. different now, apparently. I, yeah. I, I don't know what it used to be like back in the day, but everyone says it was very different. It was different. When I was there, it was the early, early days and, and things were still a bit different. There was no Whole Foods downtown. <laughs> I'm actually building an Air, Air One right now. So Wow. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> so 
uh, obviously you've you've had a career in wrestling and you've done some other ventures if I look at you online. I see your Instagram account, and I think Darewolf is your Darewolf. nickname. Yes. How so, did that come about? Yeah. Okay, so 2010, 11, when the movies Twilight was really big, the kids called me, dubbed the teenagers of the time, at that time, <laughs> dubbed me, they, they called me the Cape Town Werewolf. So I wanted to do something with that. So I kind of just, I was playing like a Daredevil character. So I just took the words Daredevil and Werewolf, and I made the world word Darewolf trademarked it and everything actually ww trademarked it but they never used it and there's a lot of loopholes in this country mm. as soon as i was a free agent registered myself <laughs> so i own the rights of everything that's another thing that i i mean it was my dream job i loved it there you know it was just it was very 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 taxing on the body extremely yeah. and that's what led me to the biohacking you know because my physiological age was way higher than it's yeah. supposed to be but it was an, an amazing journey it was it was definitely fun it brought me to the United States, which I'm extremely grateful for. And then I did a few other shows. I did the Netflix show. I was actually semi-retired, but I recently signed a deal with Ring of Honor. They're owned by Sinclair Broadcast Group. So it's a, it's a massive, massive company. And I just, I want to help them grow. I think that, not that they need it, but uh, <laughs> yeah. also WWE, they give you a character to play. I was called Justin Gabriel. Right now, I own the character. I make up all my own storylines, my catchphrases, my gear. Everything belongs to me. I created the Daryl character, and it's you know it's my art, so it belongs to me. So I'm stoked. And we got your dog here outside. He's just scratching at the window. There, so cute. <laughs> Misses his daddy. So the word Darewolf, I want to go back to that because you have got a bit of notoriety for being kind of a daredevil anyways i guess the fact that you do wrestling and i've seen videos of you doing flips and, and jumps off of ladders and, <laughs> and just stuff that scares the hell out of me so there's one component of that where you're in a stage in a ring in a theater but then there's the other component where you're out and about doing your own personal adventures mm -hmm. i am also a skydiver base jumper i fly parachutes i fly paragliders i fly wingsuits yeah which is how i broke both of my legs multiple times yeah <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about the injuries okay yeah <laughs> But yeah, these started out as hobbies and because I was doing the Daredevil character, I was trying to just do as many. I mean, I grew up surfing when I was nine. I started riding motocross. I've always done crazy stuff, I guess. People people dub us adrenaline junkies. I don't really like that term because for me, it's actually the opposite. Like I don't, I'm not chasing that adrenaline rush. For me, it's it's the opposite. For me, it's a meditative state. It's a, it's a forced meditation. Picture this. I'm standing on top of a building. You're looking down. You're about to jump. I just packed my parachute. Like, how many things are going to go through your head? Am I going to strike this building? Is my parachute going to open? Where am I going to land? Like, all these things. So it forces you to be completely present in that moment. And that's what meditation is. So you know, people call me adrenaline junkie all the time. And I was like, nah, more like zen athlete, maybe. That's a better term. <laughs> I guess everyone has a different way of approaching that peace and that quiet in the mind. Some people, the zone. The zone. The, the, zone. Yeah, it. <laughs> the, the flow state, the zone. I do it maybe by sitting and closing my eyes and breathing. You do it by jumping off buildings. Right. <laughs> Each their own. Let's see. I bungee jumped myself too a couple of times. I've done some extreme stuff, but nothing like that. I've seen videos of you doing all these crazy, crazy things. And, and part of me is like, man, I wish I could do that. Part of me is like, no way in hell do I want to do it. But it's, 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 it's a little bit different when you have a family. Yeah. You have to take care of them, think about them first. You yeah. Know? Uh, now I have a little pup, so that counts. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to take him on a paraglider with me. I, I got a little harness for him. And oh, yeah. He loves it. He just he absolutely loves it. The girl who trained me, she's funny enough, also South African, but she's been in the US for like 10, 15 years. And she's a badass. She actually teaches people how to paraglide, skydive, base jump, climb, anything. And she has a husky. 
And Natalowski loves flying. When she flies, he'll try to jump on her lap. He flies with her everywhere. He climbs in Moab like he's an amazing dog. You know, I've never had pets per se, but I've always found that, and we'll talk about the kind of the biohacking world, and animals have an instinct, and they know what feels right, what doesn't feel right. There's no bias. There's no placebo. So it's really cool to see that perspective. When I got injured the first time, too, I was dog I didn't have a dog back then, so I was just taking care of my friend's dogs. And it was amazing how even the dogs that I never got on with, got along with, they would come sit on my, or close to my, my broken leg. I don't know if that's some kind of healing thing, but it definitely worked because it made me feel good. And every single dog was attracted. We just come lie on my broken leg. And Man. that was awesome. So speaking of broken legs, let's talk a little bit about your injuries in your past. I think I've heard something that you had 10 months in a wheelchair. So yes. you've had some pretty, pretty big accidents and, and a more recent one. I guess let's kind of break it down. Okay, so up until five years ago, never been injured, never had a surgery, never had stitches, never had a bee sting. And that's with jumping in the ring and, and Every, landing on people. Exactly, and, which is in our sport is phenomenal. And people make fun of me all the time because I never get hurt in wrestling. It's always, you know, in motocross or <laughs> jumping out of planes or of buildings. Yeah, so I broke my right leg. I actually broke both my legs. I didn't have the surgery because I've never had surgery. I always, three or four times I was supposed to get surgery. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that the body will always heal itself. In fact, when I broke my leg, I told the doctor, I was like, the body will heal itself. And the doctor kind of just looked at me and was like, not really. (laughs) Anyway, I didn't get the surgery the first time. And so the second time, something, it wasn't even a bad accident. And I just snapped, it snapped my right ankle, all the ligaments, compound fracture, all the... I have it's totally reconstructed. My right ankle is pins, plates, screws, nylon, whatever they use. And that was, yeah, 10 months non-weight bearing. It was very, very tough. And that's what actually put me on the spiritual path. At the time, I don't like to admit this very often, but as a pro athlete, a lot of us get hooked on painkillers and drinking every night because it helps on the road. And I already had a pill problem at the time. Sorry, mom. And they, at the hospital, they gave me a handful of pills and I was like, this is going to kill me. So I started doing research on alternative healing and, you know, holistic healing and stuff like that. And that got me onto the biohacking path eventually. But I discovered CBD first. That was the first thing that I discovered and it helped me tremendously. And then, but then I, I found that with a bit of THC makes it work. You know, it's different for different people, obviously. And that turned me into a stoner, but it helps. I have arthritis from doing contact sports my whole life. And the cannabis just works. I never touched it before I came to California. And I was like, if this stuff works, then all the other stuff works too. And then I just started diving headfirst into yeah, <laughs> all this stuff. It, it's, and, and the accident happened from a... What, the, the first one was a base jump where I flew into a building. And then the second one was so stupid because we did... It was like the fourth or fifth jump of the day. I just got this little GPS hooked up to my helmet. And we were recording data for this company, you know, because the new wingsuits are fantastic. The technology is incredible we can go up we can go down we can you know so i get a three to one glide ratio with a suit and i flew downwind so i flew four miles away <laughs> from where i was supposed to land and i just couldn't make it back i saw a grass patch and i thought i could make it last second i had to turn into the parking lot of home depot and there was just too many obstacles the bone came through my ankle but i didn't realize that i stood up because of the adrenaline i was like oh wow that hurts and as soon as i stood up i just fell over and i was like darn it the guy came out, gave me a glass of water from Home Depot. I was like, do you want me to call the ambulance or drive you to the hospital? I was like, I got a new insurance. Call the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> they came. They were like, do you need anything more pain? I was like, yes, please. No opiates though. So they go, okay, we got morphine or ketamine. I was like, ooh, let me try the ketamine. I didn't even know that was a thing. 
how much do you weigh? I was like, ah, 280. I weigh 220. <laughs> they gave me 30 milligrams of, wow. of ketamine. And that was the craziest experience of my life. Like I've done DMT and ayahuasca and stuff, but that was a different dimension I was on. Everything was in black and white. There were lines. I was definitely not on planet Earth. My girlfriend at the time picked me up at the hospital and she she actually recorded me and she was like, hey, you got abducted by aliens. How do you feel? I have the video somewhere. I haven't showed anyone yet. Oh my God. But it was hilarious, my response. And yeah, I didn't even know ketamine was a thing. I, I guess they yeah, used it recently. For- yeah, we were talking about it before the show. There's a lot of clinics here that are called ketamine clinics and they're run by you know psychiatrists and, and physicians and they will give you a dose. Yeah. And that dose is made to help you reconnect with yourself. And this is for depression, anxiety, all kinds of different conditions. I haven't done it, but I've looked into it because it's fascinating to me what it can do from the research I've done on what it does. It's an unbelievable thing. It sounds like you got a, yeah, a, a crash free, course, a, a crash course, no pun intended. I mean, I did, <laughs> I mean, I did a ketamine at raves when I was a teenager, yeah. you know, just, we, we used to just, you know, you either take a capsule or you used to snort it, but this was completely different. That yeah. was not the same. It yeah. felt would, you, like would you do it again? The ketamine? Yeah. Totally. Not that much, maybe. <laughs> maybe slightly <laughs> less. But yeah, totally. Definitely. I'm, I'm a psychonaut. I try everything else. We're going yeah, to talk about the psychonaut. It's interesting because you are an individual that, that's from the world of entertainment and showmanship. There's a bit of maybe superficiality to that for, for some people. Totally. Uh, but then you're also very deeply spiritual and aware and conscious. And it was the accident that put me on that path. Before that, I probably wasn't. I was raised Christian. I was raised very religious. So my mom currently doesn't like the, the path that I'm on right now, but it just feels good to me. It feels right. Yeah. And it seems like for the most of the people that I've talked to, that that path of awareness and consciousness is usually tied to some pretty life-changing yes. traumatic event. Always. I think always. I don't know if you've looked into near-death experiences Every single person who's had a near-death experience will tell you the same thing, yeah. you know, and, and is on this on a similar path. And I've had multiple. <laughs> yeah, if, if anyone's had them, you've had them. Oh, my yeah. God. Wow. Okay, let's change the topic a little bit. And you mentioned this earlier on. It's something that we both enjoy. And, you know, I just gave you a tour. We're over at my house, by the way, if people are listening. I, I'm so I, jealous. This yeah. is like a, a biohacker's dream. I, yeah, we, <laughs> I'm, I love when people come over because I can sit there and show them all the crazy stuff that my wife thinks I'm nuts about. But you get it. So... The biohacking thing, obviously, that's part of the, the wellness and the recovery. There's a spirituality component to it as well that I've discovered. And it's helped me as well, too. For you, you're looking at writing a book about this as well? Yes. I started off writing. A, I wanted to write a book. In the beginning of quarantine, I wanted to write a book on biohacking. That's on a little bit of a hold right now. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do a chapter on water. Yeah. And the more I study water, the more I find it the most fascinating subject right now for me and it's going to need its own book i'm definitely going to cover some of the most important topics in there but that's we'll get to that i guess later yeah yeah. there's so many interesting things about water well let's talk about it yeah what are some of the crazy things that you've learned about water so water restores information yeah so yeah i've read the book by yamoto oh yeah i've read all his books and you can even try those experiments if no one's done those experiments at home you can google it or you can try it yourself it's it's very easy yeah take three glasses of water fill it up with rice 
And you can either every morning say, I love you, I hate you, or ignore the other one, or you can actually physically write it on a piece of paper. You can write it on, and you will see the one that you give love will just blossom. The, the rice will just flourish into this white marshmallow type. And the one that you say, I hate you, will kind of like rot. It'll be like black. And you can wow. do this at home. Wow. This, I haven't done that one. There's millions of videos of people on YouTube who have done this. And the one that you neglect actually rots the most. So it kind of makes sense, you know, when parents neglect kids, why those kids kind of just become rotten i guess but it can also go the other way because that is similar to a near-death experience where that kid can just change his life and become something extreme wow yeah and we're talking about the book the hidden messages of water i think yes that's, that's, yes that's I, i'm busy reading one now it's as thick as the bible it's called okay. the spiritual path of water fascinating wow. i've learned so many things just from that book that i would never even have imagined what else have you so what does biohacking mean to you biohacking is i mean in a simple way anti-aging or maybe just hmm Getting the body back to homeostasis so you can, you know, consciously move forward, just be the better version of yourself, mm -hmm. mentally and physically. It's a lot of physical stuff, but like you said, there's a, there's actually a massive spiritual component to this, which a lot of people discover on this journey. Yeah. It's interesting because when I first started, yeah, it was just, you know, coffee and, mm -hmm. and, and, Couple and, of red and supplements and some red lights. But yeah. the, the more I progressed down that path, the more I've kind of looked a little bit deeper and a little bit more within. Mm -hmm. And that's been the bigger component for it. And that's been the more satisfying because, mm -hmm. yeah, we can just have, you know, a whole bunch of pills and go crazy and have fun, but there's more to it. Totally. It's, it's, it's like alchemy. I just started reading alchemy, some alchemy books. And it's fascinating to me because all scientists and chemists will tell you that you can do the same experiment multiple times and you'll get different outcomes depending on your emotions. So that's a big thing. I was like, hmm, that's kind of weird. And that's, that's what alchemy is. Like you have to spiritually be aware first before any of your experiments, your physical experiments will actually work. I mean, there are definitely ways to, you know, everyone when they think of alchemy is turning lead into gold, right? And there is that component. It's a very small component. That's like taking one verse out of the Bible, but it's so much more. It's so much more than that. And it, it's kind of like biohack. Actually, everything that I do stems, it makes sense that it stems from alchemy. Modern science, modern chemistry, art, religions, all religions stem from alchemy. So yeah, you read a lot of books and I a do, lot of these are... And I never used to. This is a new thing. When My first accident, once I started reading up on holistic healing, alternative healing, and then, you know, I sold my... Well, I sold my TVs when I moved to California. I've, I haven't owned a TV since. I was just building a library at my house. I, I just, I never used to, even at school, in high school, I think I read one book because I had to. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like, in the last three days, I read three books which I, I read that Bill Gates reads a book a day. I don't think I'm, I'm on that level, but if I can do one a week, I'm stoked. Yeah, I've interviewed Jim Quick, who is an authority on, on brain health and speed reading. So I'm trying to get my reading game up a bit more. I'm doing about a book a week yeah. and I'm learning all kinds of stuff as well too. Doggy just went outside. <laughs> and it's interesting. It's like, because I'm not a fast reader. Everyone's like, how did you finish a book this week? And I just put a lot of time into it and you get better, just like anything. The more yeah. you do it, the better you get at it. These books on alchemy, when I've heard the term before, if you would have told me 10, 20 years ago, I would think it's some wizard with a pot and yep. some smoke and stirring some liquids and things like that. But I see Which a is lot, also a component to it. But. Yeah, I, I see a lot of posts with these shapes, triangles within squares and, and different sacred geometry and spirals mm -hmm. and fractals. And how does that all... I'm still trying to learn all that. So the main one, main one that you see, which is the circle with a triangle, and then there's a, a square inside it and another circle. That is the sign for... Actually, for the philosopher's stone but it actually you can apply that to any area in life whether it's physical spiritual 
Okay, so this, the, the big circle, that's the source or God or the infinite, the, the one, the one thing. And then you have the triangle in there. So the one thing expresses itself as three things, which you see in spirituality, the Father, the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. or in alchemy, body, spirit. In, in alchemy, it's mind, body, spirit. And, you know, the Vedas, it's Peta, Zeta, I don't even know what it is, but you see that in every single religion. And then the four, the square inside is the four elements, air, fire, earth, water, which everything in this planet is made out of. No, not, but you can. <laughs> and then the circle in, in between is just the manifestation. So basically, a better way of understanding alchemy is brain science. It's, re- it's basically understanding how the consciousness projects and makes matter if that makes any sense. Because you have consciousness and then you have mind, spirit, right? Mm -hmm. In the middle. And that projects into the... That's why a lot of people say this is a a hologram or whatever, because technically it is if 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 you break down the science. So in alchemy, everything... Those three things, right? So it's mind, body, soul. So in alchemy, we give those code words, mercury, sulfur... What's the other one? Wow, brain fart. But anyway, (laughs) the mercury is the mind, which is the middle, right? So it's the consciousness projecting... The matter. The person who gave us alchemy was Thoth, also known as Hermes, and it makes sense because Hermes was also Mercury, and Mercury was the the middle between the god godly realm and mm-hmm. the earth. As above, so below. Everything relates to that in alchemy. Everything, and it makes complete sense if you think about it that way, because the below is the earth, the physical, mm-hmm. and then the above is the spiritual world. So the the in between would be the mind, would be Mercury. So would you say this is how they get these kind of sequences of three six nine it sounds like everything's kind of in this triple plane one of tesla's most famous quotes is if you understand the significance of three six nine you'll have a key to the universe and i'm still figuring this stuff out on one of my dmt journeys i downloaded a bunch of these files i hate using that word but anyway i woke up and i just knew this stuff and I was like, I wonder if this stuff is even real. So I started Googling this stuff, and it was all 100% real. And it was all related to 3, 6, and 9. You experiment with frequencies, right? If you think about it, 432, what are the healing ones? If you count all those, the solfagio frequencies, if you count them up, all of them come to 3, 6, or 9. So if you're into, into frequency, vibrations, anything like that, anything that can be divided between 3, 6, or 9 is a healing frequency. All the others are do different things on different levels, obviously. Interesting. It's funny because I've watched a lot of documentaries on Tesla and when he would stay in a hotel room, it had to be in a multiple, not three. Three. He used to drive around a block three times before he entered. He used to use very OCD when it came to I mean, some would say that's a little bit too far on the OCD. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, all those guys were. A funny story. He was a fantastic alchemist. All my heroes, Tesla, Da Vinci, Kepler, Planck, all those guys were alchemists first. Even Isaac Newton. How many books did Isaac Newton? We consider him the best physicist of all time. He only wrote like what? Like nine or ten books on physics he wrote like 25 books on alchemy same with da vinci da vinci wrote hundreds of papers on alchemy and we just we revere him as an artist i mean he was fantastic at it but all these guys were alchemists first einstein all of them so how does it work when you go about your day throughout this world throughout this life knowing this type of information in your head how does that change your perspective in, in so many different ways. And a lot of people hate me for this, but I live, this, to me, this is a video game. This is a projection of the higher consciousness. This is, I've recently done some past life regressions too, which I didn't believe in at all. You know, I was raised Christian, so reincarnation isn't a thing, but I have experienced these things. I have lived my life on Atlantis, which was amazing. That place was incredible. Oh my goodness. I wish I can draw, I wish I can paint so I can paint pe- people these pictures. 
yeah, I don't even know where to go with this. Like, <laughs> where do you want to go? <laughs> I mean, to me, it's fascinating because I haven't gone as deep as you perhaps, but my perspective has changed a lot too as well because of the work that I've done, uh, inner work and, and the energy healing because it, it changes perspective. It changes mindset. Just like you said, it's all about mindset mm -hmm. because you can influence outcomes based off where you're starting from. Yeah, and that's incredible. And most people think that's pseudoscience. It's, it's an amazing thing. Like, I mean, you can try it. Like you can try it at home. Like manifestation is, is a wonderful tool, but you have to, you need to know the tools. You know, you know, need to know how to use those tools to get there. It's not like you don't just say a little prayer on your knees and be like, oh, I wish I had a Ferrari. And then you have a Ferrari. It doesn't work like that. You know, you still have to do the work to get there. You know, yeah. it's a, we only experience linear time in the third dimension. So, if, you know, a lot of people, that's why a lot of people are so, for a lack of better term, brainwashed. <laughs> Just think this is the one and only life. You know, like I, I even stopped trying to explain people my my point of view because where I'm from, it's very Christian. I, I have fights with with these people all the time, but not 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 like you know you know what I mean. Just arguments. Yeah. Um, and I just stopped trying to explain it because everyone will get there eventually. Because uh, I was the most I wouldn't say closed minded, but I wasn't a free thinker. I was never a you know, spiritual person or anything like that. It took that accident to make me realize what I really am. It's not my avatar. This is just an avatar like that I'm occupying for a limited space of time. Yeah, I heard this saying a while back, and I almost use it as a mantra now. It's be mindful of the inner thoughts, for they are conversations with the universe. As above, so below. Again, everything yeah. can connect to that, and it's true. That's 100% true, yes. You mentioned this 3D stuff. I've heard of 3D, 5D, and these interdimensional type things. So there's a difference between dimensions and densities. So when people say the Earth is actually moving into, I think it's 5D right now. So every single cell on this planet, just like us, moves through certain steps. So like every cell, every every human, every plant, every, even every planet, every galaxy, everything follows the same steps. And you start. And it starts with, hmm, how can I explain it? Actually, you can relate it to the keys of a keyboard. Keys of the keyboard, because you can relate those keys to the chakras, right? Mm -hmm. you, have the, you have the seven main ones and then the five black keys on the keyboard. And I'm not sure on this, but I'm researching this for my book, but I'm pretty sure. So the first key on a keyboard, if you can read music, is C, which is 432 megahertz which is uh, what, four plus three, seven, nine. nine. Yeah, nine. the root chakra. Yeah. Right, root chakra. And so the second one has to be five to eight, which is D. And then you can go E and it goes all the way up like that. So everything is related as above, so below. Everything is related to the chakra system. And obviously the higher we get, the more chakras we have. In like 4D, there'll be like 15 chakras. Colors will be completely different because it's a, it's a higher, less density actually. The lower we are, the higher, you know, like now we, we, we think we're physical things because we... Everything is solid, but it's not really solid. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is some pretty esoteric stuff for some people. I mean, yeah. I, I could have these conversations with you, but if I have some other friends of mine, they're like, what are you talking same, about, man? Same, same. Yeah, hopefully we haven't <laughs> lost a lot of people on this podcast either. But speaking a little bit more about this energy stuff, because I really find it fascinating. I mean, I'm looking at things like Reiki and energy healing and these frequencies. What's been your experience with those? So I actually signed up for a Reiki course and a sound healing course because I wanted to understand because my book is biohacking and biohacking. Everything around us is frequency, vibration, energy. So I immediately dove into how to read music because I, I somehow I just knew it was related to all the stuff. And it is. If you look at the chakras, if you look at the frequencies we just talked about, you know, it's it's we live in a God is a DJ. That this is huh. this is a that's a new one. <laughs> God is a DJ. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. Where, where should we go with this? It, I mean, it goes so much deeper to... Anyways, when I started writing... I had the idea of writing this book. I was like, I should do some research. So I signed up. I did the Reiki course. This was in, right in the beginning of COVID. So it was on, a, on Zoom. But then I met a lot of Reiki people and they could do Reiki over the phone. And I was like, huh, they, there's, def, there's, there's something here to it. We're all connected to the chi. They, they call it the, the chi. Prana, right? the yeah, chi. the prana, the one. And these Reiki masters, they know how to tap into that. And I've, I've worked with some of the best Reiki masters in the world and they can do the session over the phone. Yeah, non-local. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's incredible. So, and then I did the sound course with two, which I, I have all the pitching forks at, at home and yeah. the crystals and all that stuff. And playing around with it, it just, you know, because I had to experience it for myself first, which I think a lot of people are like that. A lot of people are more practical, right? I think for females, they can just, or any non water sign, like Aries, like air sign, they can deal with things like that better. As a water sign, yeah. we, we have to see physical proof. I'm, I'm a cancer. I'm big time oh, yeah, water. There we yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> like in the placebo effect, too. That is a extremely real thing so you see for me it's a bit of a paradox or contradiction because i was raised you know scientifically you know it has to be double blind placebo tested if it's placebo it, it doesn't happen mm -hmm. it's not real but over the years the more i realized that that's a huge component to this well this here's a massive problem with modern day science it gets funded by these big pharma or these big tech companies and they look for a certain result which they want obviously mm -hmm. and science gets proven wrong daily I have fights with people now, especially with this COVID thing. And no, everyone just ends their sentence with, it's science. Science is an open source. The fact that the Fauci, and I don't want to go into political stuff, but the fact that Fauci blocks some of the best scientists on the planet about these things just shows me what the narrative really is. But I don't want to get into that. Science daily gets proven wrong. I mean, can you remember back in the day, we used to think that the, the planet Earth was the center of the universe. We used to think that everything else revolved around it. Along comes Copernicus proves that disproves that and it's been happening daily we disprove things in science but here's a, a funny fact science is 10 years behind all the mystics the mystics have yet to be proven wrong everything they say is correct so i just i just go with what the mystics say so what's the narrative that you're going with at this point Ooh, well it depends what you're talking about let's talk about the solar flares that's going to come up on the 21st of december so sacred geometry everyone knows numbers are just a vibration and these numbers that we talked about the 369 all have special vibrations planets move in a i don't know if you i forget the guy's book i just read an interesting book and it shows that the pattern that every planet goes around the solar system and it's all in sacred geometry mm. so what makes the 21st of the september so powerful is that all those planets in our solar system is in a certain geometrical shape so the way that the you know all the energy comes from the sun so mm -hmm. we're going to get some crazy a lot of people that don't have any heavy metals or toxins in their bloodstream will get activations like what's it 90 percent of our dna right now is, is dormant a lot of people are going to wake up, activate i mean right now there's a lot of people waking up i mean yeah. i have some of my friends who i, I used to be known as the the conspiracy theorist, right? I have all these friends coming to me and go, why didn't you tell us this stuff? I was like, I've been telling you guys this stuff for years. And uh, it's cool to see that people find these things by themselves. But yeah, even if you don't believe this, go just go stand outside on the 21st of December, the 12th, which is tomorrow. I don't know when this is going to air, but <laughs> yeah. the 26th, I think, is a big, big day too. You know, I mean, I would even go as far as to say some people might have superpowers. And I'm not talking about like, like Superman flying around or shooting bullets out of their eyes, but, you know, intuitive telepathy, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that, people will definitely tap into that. I've, I mean, I've seen it with my own eyes. I've experienced it. So I know this is real. That's my reality. That's my truth. Coming back to the 5D, the planet, 
the planet has already moved into that, right? So 5D will be the fifth chakra because everything follows those paths. So what's happening right now, You'll, as we can see, this is proof. 50% of the planet believes in this pandemic or masks or vaccines or whatever it is, and 50% does not. Do you think it's 50-50? I think it's... Obviously, it's changing, but let's just, yeah, let's just okay. say 50-50 for now. The people that don't understand, they're waking up very quickly. Very, very, very quickly. It's probably that's probably like eighty twenty now, maybe even more, right, wow. or less, depending on what state you live in, <laughs> or what country, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. country too. So what happens is in, in higher densities and dimensions, which are completely different. It's going to take me an hour to explain that, but uh, <laughs> you have different. I wouldn't even say abilities because that's not even a word. In higher densities, you can basically just think of an orange, and the orange will be there, right? So the the planet is already is moving because the planet Mother Gaia is a living organism. It also evolves, just like everyone else. So she's evolving, and we're just along for the ride. But she gives us the sun, the water, everything that we need to grow. So these people that don't believe in this stuff, what you believe becomes your reality. That's a fact. Like we know, these are this has been proven by science, by by everything. We know this, right? We know that we know that manifestation works. The, Dr. Joe Dispenza, he ha, they have these EKG machines which yeah. say hook up to your brain, and we, they can we can physically prove to people that that all this stuff works. Anyway, right. so what I think, and I didn't read this anyway, but this is just my theory. I think these people that don't believe, that is going to become their reality. The people that do believe, we're going to move into a completely different reality. If you if you look at, listen to all the mystics, right? This stuff happens every 26,000 years, and that, that it works on the, it, it goes on the sacred geometry of our planet. So every 26,000 years, I think it's called a harvest, or I think the Christians might call it judgment day, or whatever it is, we're in the middle of that right now. Mm. So the, your next life, your next incarnation, your next whatever you believe, if you don't believe in any other stuff, you'll go to a higher frequency. For the other people, they'll go back and redo this 26,000-year cycle. And I mean, that is just putting it blunt. I can go much deeper into that, but we're going to need a whole week to talk about that. <laughs> we may have to do a part two on that one. <laughs> so I guess, would you say that you know the deeper you get into this, does it become almost like an obsession compulsion where you start to worry, you know, is my karma going to be damaged today? A little bit, a little bit. And then you go a little bit deeper into that. Then you realize there's no, and this, I get a lot of heat for this one. I, to me, there's no such thing as good or bad. And I'm not talking about like, you know, killing someone. Obviously, everyone knows that's bad. That's imprinted in our DNA. It's just distortions, if you think about it. So like, it, it again, it comes to whatever you believe, like whatever you believe that'll become your reality. Yeah, I don't want to get into that right now, actually. Yeah, no, 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 no. And it makes sense. I'm actually reading a lot of books on consciousness myself, too. And like you said, there is like this, this trickle down from the consciousness to the mind to the body. To the matter. Yeah, yeah. and you, and if, if you were even subconsciously trained to react or to think a certain way, that's going to manifest yourself, mm -hmm. whether it's in health or in illness. Yeah, and that's another big word, subconscious. People just think that's a part of your brain, right? So... Doc, you're a meditator, right? So when we meditate, we get into a theta brain state, mm -hmm. right? So when you're in theta brain waves, you download from the universe. That's why meditation is so powerful. That's why sleeping right before and after you wake up, you're in theta brain waves. A child, too, for the first seven years of their life, because they run through the seven chakras, are in theta. All that, That's why, think of a kid right now. Like They pick up things like that. They're like a sponge. Mm -hmm. They just soak it everything up. As soon as seven, and there are a lot of kids with superpowers i'm saying with quotation marks because you know with that are telepathic and stuff like that but they all lose it at the age of seven and that's when the, the social engineering comes in or whatever word you want to use there there's yeah. so many words brainwashing people hate that word but <laughs> yeah. it's a fact that's that's just that's you know you learn stuff from your parents 
from the government, from TV, whatever it is. That's a massive one. And that's all subconscious. And you can retrain, rewire your brain. And that's actually a massive part of biohacking that not a lot of biohackers focus on or realize. Yeah. And that, you know, my son just turned eight. So I'm really trying to be super conscious and super aware of of how I act around him, what I say around him, because I know he's just soaking it all up Mm -hmm. and it's going to set him up either for success or years of therapy. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't want that. Yep. Yep. This is the show, Best Night Ever. It's a, it's a lot of has to do with sleep. We were talking upstairs. I was showing you my little sleep den. And, uh, so jealous. <laughs> we were talking about dreaming. And you mentioned something that was kind of interesting as far as you know, journaling and, and putting the pieces together of a story. What, what was that about? Or maybe you could share that. Okay, so this is new for me too. I always know that I'm supposed to write my dreams down. Again, you have to write it down as soon as you wake up because as you go about your day, you'll forget it. Right? Yeah. So in alchemy, before you learn alchemy or any of the physical stuff, you have to know astrology and you have to know the Kabbalah or the Kabbalion, whatever it is. And it makes sense. Everything just started to make sense. So when you dream, you have to write down what day of the week that was. For instance, like if you have a dream on Saturday, depending on where the planets were and what hour of the, which is very hard to do to figure out. I mean, that sounds like a lot of work trying to figure out. It is a lot of work, but if you can nail this, it is extremely powerful because dreams are from your, your own subconscious from past or future lives because time is not linear like we think it is, or it could be some of your guides sending you projections or, you know, Tesla says it all the time. People go, how did you figure this out? He goes, I saw it in a dream. Da Vinci went into a cave for what, three years to just dream. Anyway, so when you write down your dreams, this is a very important thing. You have to connect all the Saturdays because that'll be one story. All the Sundays, that'll be one story. If your dreams continue, because a lot of people think it's just random images, you know. And also, like we talked about how the consciousness projects through the mind into the matter, right? This is our life. The dream works the same way. It's also the consciousness just projecting into a different fractal. So, but Monday won't connect to a Saturday. You, you're no. saying it has to be from that day to that day. Yes, because every day is connected to a different planet, right? So Monday, uh-huh. Moon Day, it's connected. Saturday, Saturn, it's connected uh-huh. to Saturn. Wednesday, Mirco, Mir, what's it in, in Spanish? Mercoles. Mercoles, Mercury. Yeah. Mercury. Yeah. So wow. all, all days of the week, every hour of the day is connected to a different planet. Again, into a different mineral. It just sounds like too much to keep track of. I mean, is there an app I could do? <laughs> <laughs> I, there might be some apps, but I'll yeah. give you a very interesting book that'll cover all that stuff. Yeah. Wow. You, I mean, I always try to connect dots between phenomenon, but yeah, you've taken it to the next level. <laughs> oh my God. Let's talk a couple of things a little bit more about kind of day-to-day stuff. And we're both like hacking and, and optimization. What are some things that you like to do either in a morning routine or daytime or supplements? Or what are some things that you found really beneficial for you in a daily hacker routine? Obviously, bulletproof coffee, any adaptogen, all these psychoactive and non-psychoactive mushrooms. That's my new thing. I help a lot of people with this stuff. I help growers. I help people set up labs, but it's changed my life. I've gotten so many of my friends off Adderall and these Xanax and these antidepressants just from non-psychoactive medicinal mushrooms like lion's mane, chaga, reishi, turkey tail. I think there's like seven main ones, right? But when you combine those with a psychoactive ones, just a tiny bit, not enough to trip or hallucinate. It's very synergistic. But there are many other adaptogens, right? Like the shilajit is very powerful. That's my first thing I do in the morning. I do a little bit of tiny bit of shilajit in some hot water and then I do my yoga and then cold showers. Cold therapy is a massive one yeah. for me. Red light therapy, water, structuring water. That's a big one for me. The coolest thing I have ever done was fascia contouring, which is kind of like rolfing, but 10 times more painful. <laughs> what they do is between your skin and your muscle, you have the fascia. 
Mm-hmm. And your fascia is piezoelectric, right? So it's like a quartz. It's a quartz crystal. It can store any information. It stores all your past life traumas, your current life emotions, traumas, feelings. It stores everything in there. And it's painful. You have this guy physically rolling that with his hands. There's only one doctor in Canada, in BC, mm. who does this. And he's going to go around the world teaching other people how to do it. I'm, I'm actually going to help him set up an office in LA. And that was extremely powerful. Once he started rolling my fascia, I went through all these emotions, feelings. I, I got a DMT trip out of it. I started crying the one day. I was extremely happy. But it's a 10-day treatment because it's an hour a day. I think I did it in five days because I had two guys work on me. Everything I ate, drank, watched. When I came out of that, when I drank something, it was like drinking something for the first time. It's like the first time tasting it. I could feel my body absorbing all the nutrients out of that. It was incredible. I was... It was painful, and I cried a lot, but I cannot wait to do it again. Wow. Did you feel like electrical zings or anything like that? Because I've had something else done similar where they, they dug in in a certain way and the nerves. So we know that the central nervous system connects every cell in the body. The fascia also connects every single cell in the body seven times faster. So the central nervous system is the dial-up modem. The fascia is broadband. That's the, you know, the, the cape. And if you think about it, the planet Earth works the same way. The fascia of Earth is the mycelium. Mycelium is what the mushrooms grow out of. And people don't realize this. They think mushrooms are from the plant kingdom. They're not. They're not animal. They're not plants. Yeah, but they're closer to the animals, though, than than plants. Because they, just like us, they breathe in oxygen, breathe out carbon dioxide. And they can also wirelessly send nutrients to any plant on this planet. That's why you sometimes see mushrooms grow on a ceiling or even a tree. Just grow on, on a roof or a side cliff or anything like that. That's the fascia sending out nutrients. Mycelium, the fascia of the earth. I think we're going to call this one the Connection Podcast episode here. God is a DJ. God is a DJ. I'm, that's what it's going to be called. The mushroom things. I've had some experience with the, the non-psychoactive, you know, the chaga, the rishi, the turkey tail. I do those every day. Those four. When you mention blending that with the psychoactive ones, is that similar to like full spectrum, like CBD, THC combinations? In a way, on steroids. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it basically... It so why would you do one versus the other? So it has different effects. Like say, let's... For example, I gave you a couple of candies there. The one has a tiny bit of psilocybin in there, not enough to do anything to you. But when you add lion's mane to it, it gives you energy. It's kind of like nature's Adderall. But then you add some chaga to it, it's like a downer. Like you want to do that at night because it gives puts you in a, in a theta brain state mm. and it makes you sleep much better. Cordyceps gives you energy. There's a lot of them. And then but when you combine them in a different way, they do different things. And I'm trying to fund a lot of these studies because there's not a lot of studies out on it so i that that's what i'm trying to focus on i'm trying to help people in states where it's legal yeah. grow and study these things yeah, so it's like nature's nootropic yes, exactly in the amazon alone there's 191 thousand plants and they all have medicinal value there's something on this planet for every single disease every sickness everything we probably haven't discovered many of them yet if you look at if you look at big pharma if you look at every single new pattern that comes out it's basically just copied from nature because they cannot put patterns on nature so that's why they, they created in a lab they hide the actual plant they tell you it's poisonous whenever someone tells you a plant is poisonous it has incredible medicinal values but please disclaimer don't try don't just eat it or blend it up there's extraction processes and things that you have to do in a lab to get to that but that's my new that's my new journey actually when all these plants that they tell me is toxic i'm going to show you that there's medicine in there that's amazing because if you do think about it, like opium, we mentioned that, that opioids came from opium. So mm-hmm. they, they took a medicinal 
pain healer and then extracted the hell out of it and, and made it into a chemical so they can isolated it. it and then patented and then it becomes a money thing but mm -hmm. if you actually were to go to the source yes it's highly addictive mm -hmm. but i mean if it's done right and in a controlled setting it could be highly beneficial right totally that's and that's another conversation too like yeah. you know a lot of people trust big pharma but slowly people are realizing what they're doing and i'm not saying it's bad like there's definitely a place for Western medicine. Absolutely. Like when you, when you crashed right, and, and you, you need, you're in pain, you're going to need, and you're going to go to the hospital, you need surgery or whatever. Exactly. There and is and a place was, for it. Exactly. And it was one of the most incredible doctors I've ever met. Dr. Little, big shout out to him. Nice. <laughs> he's fantastic. He, he's, he's an alchemist because I don't, I can't even see the scars on my leg. He was amazing. So I have the same plates and screws in both legs. So he combined them side by side. And I was like, wow, his work was perfect. But yeah, there's a saying called, when East meets West, medicine will be best. It's the combination of the two. It's the yin-yang that'll make everything better. But right now we're fighting, you know? The, the shamans don't believe in the Western doctors and the Eastern doctors. You know, they're all fighting because everything is wrong or everything is right. And I think it has to go back to mindset as well, too, yes. because if you see the average person sitting and having a bunch of Doritos and chips and, and sitting on the couch and watching TV shows all day, they're not going to be the ones who are going to reach out for this type of modality those people usually want the quick fix for the pill can i take a pill to make me healthy to skinny to smarter it's a lifestyle you know the stock you yeah. that when people think of the word diet they think it's what you eat diet actually means what you consume the shows that you watch the people that you surround yourself with the stuff that you read if you constantly watch the news you're going to be in fear all the time yeah. and we it, it, this is also a proven fact that i blows my mind that people don't know this fear anxiety or stress stress on the body kills more people than anything anything so how do you get rid of stress don't watch the news <laughs> don't watch the news yeah it's funny because i barely knew about the elections i i yeah. almost didn't even know who, who was running against trump until I, like <laughs> a few weeks before i only this year learned what the, the red and the blue meant what left and right meant i never <laughs> in my life even knew what that was but i was watching it because it was fascinating it's like watching a wrestling show it's exactly like wrestling it's and entertainment it is entertainment and if you think about it our president right now is in the WWE Hall of Fame. He had one match at WrestleMania. He's in the Hall of Fame. I've had over 3,000 matches. I'm yet to get that <laughs> Hall of Fame induction call. <laughs> that goes to show you how, how this place is, yeah. is set up. All right, so we're getting close to the end of the show. I got a couple more questions for you here. We, we, we talked a lot and we touched upon a lot of things, which is yeah, awesome. And we can go into those things in detail, but we're going to need a whole podcast. I know. Each of those is a whole show. Right, maybe in, we in, in the future itself. we should do one together. Yeah, absolutely, man. One of the questions I ask everybody who's on the show, and we've touched on some of the daytime hacks, but and we've touched a little bit about dreaming. Would you, is there any way or anything that you like to do in the evening to help wind down? Wind down, blue blockers help for me extremely much. But I, I just, once you balance your circadian rhythm, you know, your whole life will change. It will make everything better. Your, your mind will be better. Your memory will be better. You'll have better sex. You'll, your, your body will absorb nutrients better. So what the circadian rhythm is, you're the pro with the sleep dog, so tell me if I'm correct here. So it's basically syncing your cycle to whatever area, the, the, the earth cycle, right? So this is how the body works. Once it gets dark, your pineal gland will release a hormone called melatonin, and that's what makes you tired. But in modern day, we have all these distractions. We have all this blue light. We have computers. We have phones. Everyone plays on their phones before they go to bed, so they can't go to sleep. The iPhone luckily now has a button where you can put it, you can extract the blue light out of it, right? But blue blockers work. A lot of people take melatonin and there's a lot of tricks. There's a, millions of tricks that you don't have to take physical drugs that you can do. So 
you know, th this is the guy to follow about stuff like that. Like he, you should see his house. It's, it's, it's amazing. He's got all the red lights. He's got, surprised you don't have a hyperbaric chamber here yet. You know, that's on my list. I'm working on <laughs> same, it. Same, same. Yeah. But yeah, for evenings, I try not to play on my phone before bed. I, it's all natural light. I try to block out all the blue light. There's some crazy studies right now that blue light ages you much quicker. So that should be, if even if you don't believe in any of the stuff, look at someone who's under blue light constantly. They'll look much older than they are. Yeah, That should be your proof right there. You know, no one wants to look old. Come on. What else do I do before bed? I, I, I make my little hot, hot cocoa, cacao. Yeah, everybody likes to have like a nighttime warm drink is what yeah. I call it. Yeah, yeah. either with turmeric or cacao. Yeah, or... And, and the combination of the turmeric, cacao, and if you can put some chaga in there, will oh, change man. your life. Yeah, I'm a fan too. Uh, but not too late, obviously. There, there's yes. a digestion issue and there's also, you know, waking up and going to the bathroom as well. Too, totally. So. And I see a lot of people put online, the biohackers, they go, oh, you should do this at two o'clock or you should do this at three o'clock. Everyone's different because not everyone goes to bed at the same time, right? So <laughs> if you give someone advice, there's a thing floating around on social media where people say, stop drinking coffee at two o'clock or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But that depends what time you go to bed. Yes. So say, say six hours before or eight hours before you go to bed, that should be the correct term. Yeah. And, and that's a lot of things in biohacking why people struggle to connect to it because it's the words, the terminology that we used. That's another one of my goals to try to educate people on how this stuff be. We have guys like Tim the biohacker, Dave Asprey, you know, guys like that who are known for biohacking, they're godfathers of biohacking, if you will, and they use the right terms, if you've noticed. Yeah, you got to be careful. And a lot of a lot of times people will just give out blanket <clears throat> statements and just say, you got to do X, Y, Z, but yeah. everybody's different. We, we yeah. run different chronotypes, we have different biology, we have different ways that we have blood types, energy types. Mm -hmm. I mean, speaking of energies too, the energy that's gotten me the most fascinated is light these mm -hmm. days, obviously. Yes, with, with, yes. You know, red light, infrared light. Which is fascinating. I just posted something on my Instagram actually. So the light spectrum, if you, if you can imagine your arm, right? The light spectrum that we can physically see is between infrared and ultraviolet, which is as big as your nail. But the, the spectrum is as long as your arm. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that you can't see. Mm -hmm. And we can prove it with different machines and, and, and yeah. biohacking technologies and stuff like that. And, and that one just fascinated me too, which all comes down because light, frequency, vibration, it's all sound. It's, it's all the same thing. It's all motion. It's yeah. all motion. Yeah. Here's another thing too. What's the smallest particle that you can think of? An atom, right? Okay. So you have, an, you have the proton and the neutron connected to each other and then the electron sp spins around it. Now, if you look at the periodic table, for instance, you look at water, there's a little number in the corner, it's eight. So the water has eight of those stuck together. Recently, Max Planck is the physicist who discovered this. If you go, let's go backtrack a little bit. So an atom is 99.9999999% empty space, mm -hmm. right? So what is the empty space? It's energy, frequency, vibration, matter. No, not matter, sorry. So the matter, if you take all the matter of planet Earth and you put it together, it'll be as big as a sugar cube. So that alone should just prove to you what this really is. But anyway, there's a physicist right now. His name's Nassim Haramein. He's my hero. He went even further. He went inside these little particles. Well, Max Planck was the physicist who discovered this, and I forget what date it was. It's called a Planck. So it's inside that. And so anyway, this physicist recently, this was probably in the last year maybe, split that open and measured the plank inside, which is the smallest thing that we know of, right? And right. so he looked inside that, and what did he see? You know those crystal balls that shoot the, the, the electricity right out you, as you come close to it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what he found inside. So basically the matter is also just a version of energy. So that technically there is no matter in the third dimension, density, dimension, whatever you want to call it. 
God is a DJ, yeah. no, no matter. <laughs> no matter. <laughs> I like that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we can get into that one as well, too, because you know, getting into the, the, the quantum realm and entanglement, I mean, there's just... You can just go on and on with this stuff. But at some point, we got to yeah. wrap it up. So what's on the horizon for you? I'm building a lab right now. I'm extremely fascinated with, with plant medicine, with herbal. I mean, it's a form of alchemy, or you can call it herbalism, if you will. Because I was on the biohacking track, and I, my, my background is actually in nutrition. I have a master's in nutrition. I was going to get my PhD, but I dropped out of school when I saw the narrative of Western medicine, which is not a bad thing, but it's not something I want to get involved in. So that's something I want to develop. I'm busy developing and helping a lot of companies develop nootropics and, you know, supplements with... We've got his dog just running around the house, which is, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm focusing on right now. I'm busy doing a nootropic. I've been working on my formula for quite a while. And it, every time I think I perfected it, there's something else, you know, yeah. there's, there's always something else. So right now it's going to be, it's kind of, almost be like the the honored packets or whatever it's uh, and sorry just jump off the table <laughs> <laughs> where it's multiple pills inside of instead of just one i really want to do extractions because tinctures uh, spigerics about 200 times more powerful than any other than any powder or capsule so explain that just real quickly this spigerics and i've had this discussion before with some chinese medicine people as well too it's a way of extracting that's in a liquid form that's different so let's take a plant matter for example, so we, we already know that everything on this planet has mind, body, soul, everything, everything, even rocks, crystals, everything, plants. So when you extract, you extract those three things from the plant. So when you extract the, the soul from the plant, that's the, the sulfur, right? The mercury, you extracted the three physical things, I guess, from the plant. So you get three different things because everything is made out of those things. Because those three things, if you think about it, salt, which is the body, the acetate, which is the mind, which would be alcohol, and then the oil is the consciousness. So if you think about those three things, they're eternal. They don't expire. We use salt to preserve food. We use alcohol to preserve food. We use certain oils to preserve food. Those three things are eternal, and you can extract those things from anything. There's only three alchemists on this planet right now that we know of that practices these things, and the one guy focuses, he can extract all these things from metals. But anyway, coming back to the spagyric, the spagyric is basically just extracting those three things and then recombining them, which makes it, everyone knows about herbalism and tinctures and stuff like that. It makes the tincture 200 times stronger and it never expires. And it's a liquid that you would sublingual? Sublingual, put it on your tongue, you can put it on your skin because the skin Topical, is the topic. Yeah. The skin is the biggest organ in the body. Many people don't know that. So be careful what you put on your skin. I know all shops right now have the hand sanitizer and stuff like that. Please read the labels on those things. That's how a lot of people actually get sick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been fascinating. And it's exactly why I wanted to have you on the show because you're just, you know, bigger than life in a lot of things you oh, do. So thanks, uh, <laughs> super excited. I guess lastly, where can people go if they want to connect with you, learn more about what you're doing or what's going on? Yeah, I'm very active on social media. On Instagram, it's PJ450. I post a lot of my skydiving, base jumping stuff there. And recently I'll post some of the alchemy stuff on there. I have a YouTube page. I haven't posted on there in a while, but there's some really cool base jumping, skydiving, extreme stuff, and some of my favorite matches. But I have a website, pjblack.com, and all the links will be on that website. And you can get some cool merch on there, yeah. pjblack.com. Yeah, check it out, folks. And yeah, if you really want to see someone who's living life to the fullest, you got to check him out on Instagram. I watch his videos of him just flying over the beaches and the coastline, like birds. It's just <laughs> spectacular stuff. And uh, we're gonna have, you're going to have to take me out there. I want to do it. So. I definitely, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, actually, we heard that's in the universe right now. You so. heard it here first, folks. Yeah, it's going to happen. So 
I think that's a wrap. Thanks so much, PJ. This has been a blast. We'll have to get you back and we'll, we'll, we'll dig deeper into some more of these topics and folks check them out online. If anyone's listening to this, make a list of topics that you want to hear or something, or if you're interested in about certain of these topics, because I'm still learning about a lot of these things too. The more I learn, the more I realize. The, more, the, the, the more you know, the more you don't know. Exactly. Isn't that fascinating? I think we're all in the same boat here, folks. So PJ, thanks a lot. Thank and you, thank uh, you. we'll see you soon. Namaste. All right, you made it to the end. Is your mind blown as much as mine was when I was talking to him? Were you able to make the connections that he was talking about or see these things that he's been mentioning? I'd love for you to reach out to me at my Instagram account at sleepbiohacker or on my website sleepbiohacker.com and feel free to share thoughts and comments about the show. You can DM me over there and let me know what you think. And if you have any ideas or topics that you like explored for future shows, I'm always looking for new things and people to chat with. And thanks again for making it all the way to the end. If you're listening to this, you are a true supporter and I really do appreciate it. I do this show as a labor of love and I always love to share information and new things that help me with you out there. So thank you so much again for making it all the way to the end and listening and supporting. Please feel free to share this with anyone that you think could benefit from this information. And other than that... I look forward to seeing you guys all next time on the next show. Have the best night ever, and I'll talk to you soon. This broadcast is for informational purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this show are not medical advice. The show, including Dr. Jay Corsandi, the co-host, guest, and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of any information contained herein. Opinions of the guests are their own. We do not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests, nor do we make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a licensed physician.